Hi, and welcome to the Just Riding Along Show. Hello and welcome to the second show post-reboot. Tonight's show is brought to you by Famous Amos. I can't believe you did that joke again after we... Well, I can't believe that after all the talk we did last week, you're still so far from your microphone again. So, I think the listeners are used to it by now. No one's ever complained. Would you like to explain Famous Amos? Yeah, we'll get there. Andrea has some great stuff to talk about from this week. but um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it great, but... I would call it great. It's stuff that our listeners have been interested in, so yeah, I guess it's great. So, People love to hear about the chickens. Real quick. In true JRA fashion, those, those new absolute black pulley wheels look like that Tron motorcycle, and I find it to be hideous, and it probably shifts no better than old cheese. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it looks cool. Like, I would never pay even half. They're like $700. and They're not like $700. They're seven, they're they are $710. Like. I'd never pay a hundred dollars for it but it looks cool that's all i can tell that's all i can say about it like it it just doesn't uh i don't whatever it does it's probably not seven hundred dollars worth of stuff i don't know why we're so obsessed with derailleur pulleys it's very bizarre like the number of aftermarket cages and pulleys and all the garbage you can get when all the stock stuff works great is mind-blowing if they put all that r&d into road tubeless maybe it would work <laughs> Wait, I think road tubeless is good. You want to fight? That is false. No, I think road tubeless is dumb. What what size tires are we talking about? Like road tires, like, you know, 25, 28. Oh, come on. 28s work fine. Mm. I mean, you're talking about that too, Kenny, right? Like it's just dumb. It's too high or too high pressure and too low of a volume and the tires are generally, I don't know, maybe it's changed since I worked in the shop in Boulder, but the tires are really hard to get off the rim. So people expect, you know, first off, they're like, well, I have tubeless. I should never get flat tires. And then when they do get flat tires, they'll literally do stupid shit like take a razor blade to their tires trying to get them off of the rim. Yeah, pretty much. That's my same experience. People come in and they're just, you got a road bike just covered in sealant and all that. And it's... Yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah, totally not worth it. You can die mad about it. I mean, no, that was that was what I had. That like, was just your that, statement. That was my statement. Like <laughs> I just think that those those derailleur pulleys look like the Tron motorcycle wheels and I think they look cool. You know, if Absolute Black sent one to me, I'd ride the shit out of it and Except you don't have a Shimano group. Well, they'd have to send me that too. It looks neat, I guess. <laughs> you could um you could like put your key ring, like your car keys, through that, and your bike would still work. <laughs> you could store all sorts of shit in there, right? Like you could put your weed in there. They could make yep. a little. Um, that's what they could, R- Rafa could make a weed holder that goes in your absolute black lower pulley wheel. I don't think that would be a Rafa product. I think that who would... who is like a bougie weed kind of brand. Mm. It would be the the dangle bong people. They make like the tied dangle bongs. They're like oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So they would make 
Yeah, they'd make some kind of a weed holder that could go inside your absolute black lower pulley. Genius. They're going to have to pay us if they want to do that. <laughs> they, that's... Just like how we get all the that money from SRAM for calling it Eagle Tap. They just didn't call it Eagle Tap because they couldn't afford it. They paid us. us to stop saying that. <laughs> no, not really. They're like, here's a rocker paddle if you'll just shut up. <laughs> I have the new rocker paddle on my AXS, and I rode it a lot the last few days. How did that go? The paddle or the ride? Well, both. You can just talk about both. Just kick it off. Um. Okay, so I have a super secret corporate job now, and... I get paid time off, so we're recording on a Monday. I normally work Mondays. I normally work Thursday through Monday. So when I got off work yesterday at like 4, I hopped on my bike that was already loaded up, and I went for a good ride, and I went bike packing, and I slept in a field, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the ride was terrible. The... the uh, bugs bit me um the creek is the best part oh yeah this is amazing so i'm like oh i'm gonna ride to a place called badger creek and granted on satellite view it did look like it would be a flowing creek and i get there and let me tell you first of all it took me a lot longer to get there than i anticipated tell tell the people about uh well you just made an instagram post about it i did um but long story short i uh i get there and uh things are things are not going as planned like there's not a tree in sight it's really windy um there's a lot of bugs and badger creek at this place like and i gotta look on a map is it the same badger creek that we know that's the same badger creek that's down here okay so like the badger creek that i know is like 12 feet wide. No, it's like 20 feet wide. Okay. I mean, you can fit my truck in it sideways. That's true. It's like 20 feet wide, three to four inches deep, fast flowing, clear. Like, if you were having a real bad time and you just drank some of that water, like, you might get sick, but it wouldn't taste bad, right? (laughs) I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, that water probably wouldn't taste terrible. No, it probably tastes good. Well... At the Badger Creek I was at, it was about a shovel wide and about three inches deep and not really moving. So I made all my dinner and I drank the rest of my remaining water. And then I filtered a bunch of water and put tablets in it into my hydration bladder. And then I filtered some more water and then boiled it and made tea. And I'm like, cool. In the morning, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to filter some. And like... No joke. I kid you not. This is turning into a diarrhea story? Not yet. Not yet. It (laughs) might later this week, but... um, No, everything was... Pretty much everything he drank, though, was filtered and... And, uh, like... Like, he was, like, like, yeah, yeah, like, he used purifying tablets in filtered water. Or I boiled boiled filtered water. Yeah. And I'm like... I should get like a little bit more so in the morning I can just make my breakfast. And I'm like, no, I'll just get some more water in the morning. And I was going to filter it and boil it and then make my oatmeal and coffee. 
And this morning I get up and the creek's just fucking dry. Like, so I had like, <laughs> you know, a, a Camelback 50 ounce reservoir will really hold like 55 or 60 ounces. Like the 50 ounce line isn't the top, you know? And I was like, oh, cool. So I like used, I had a little more than 50 ounces and I used like 16 ounces of it making my breakfast. So I guess I had like 40 ounces of water maybe. I don't know. And then I rode for four and a half hours without passing water that wasn't just terrible. And a bunch There's of, lots of cows up there. there lots of cows up there. And there was a bunch of roads on maps that weren't roads on the road. And I got all turned around, and I rode a bunch of, like, in circles. And then I finally got myself into town, and I stopped at a brewery. And I'm like, I walk in, and I'm like, I would like a beer, a soda, and a pitcher of water. <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't have pitchers, but I'll fill your glass up as many times as you want. And, like, he turns to, like, get my beer and he turns around and there's just like an empty glass <laughs> on the bar and he just kind of gave me this weird look and he's like you gonna start a tab i'm like nah i just need some water <laughs> so um yeah all that to say i spent a lot of time with the new axs paddle and um Do i you like it better i don't know i don't i don't i don't i i still haven't decided i think my last move is the the controller comes with that uniquely shaped bar clamp. You know, it doesn't use a standard bar clamp. It's like a little longer or something? It's a different shape. It attaches in a different orientation. I'm going to try to to unmatch make my shifter from my brake using that clamp style and see if I can make it feel better because it still doesn't feel like it's in the right spot. I don't know how else to put it. So Yeah, and it's... Now that I'm used to the old, like the original axis flat bar shifter, it's it's okay, but it's just okay, I'd say. And it's really annoying if you have your thumb near it and you hit some bumps, like or some washboard or something. You'll just like rapid fire shift that shit like down into the tin, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, you shift at the speed of washboard all the way to the tin while you're going through the washboard. I'm kind of the same way. <clears throat> I've gotten used to the original. I think it's fine. As much as we bitched and moaned about it and we like the traditional stuff, I think we just weren't ready for the change. Overall, I like it. The old one, I think it's fine. But I never put my thumb like inside the rocker at all. I never do a rocking motion. I basically just jab at the top portion or jab at the bottom portion, if that makes sense. Like I don't pivot my thumb. Right. Yeah. And same. I... I feel like the, I wish it was some, and, and I'm going to play with that other clamp this week, but I just want it to be lower. Like, I feel like I have to pull my thumb out from under the bar pretty far to like jab at the top. Yeah. Um, What else is going on? Uh, I rode my bike. I'm off for the next few days too, and I'm going to do more stuff and I'm going to end up really tired because I'm already really tired. <laughs> Move some dirt for a neighbor. I don't know if I'm going on that mission tomorrow or not. I haven't decided yet. All right. Um, I've been doing a, a side project of literally shoveling this road base, which is looks like dirt, but it's really just like the sand and a little bit of dirt. What else, What all is in road base anyway? Uh, sand, dirt, hopes and dreams, yeah. small gravel. 
Yeah, I've been shoveling it into a wheelbarrow and wheeling it down a really steep hill, which means I'm running behind a wheelbarrow, just balancing it so it doesn't tip over and trying not to slide at the same time, and then dumping it behind his retaining wall, which is gigantic and really sketchy looking. You know, I I think that rather than saying it's sketchy looking, I think a better way to describe it is it's quite apparent that there hasn't been a thorough engineering done of this retaining wall. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a I think that's accurate. It's definitely a home engineering job. Redneck engineering? Maybe? I I don't even think you could say it was engineered. I think it yeah. just happened. Yeah, so. someone's like I need some wall here and they just started jamming rebar into the ground and Yeet. throwing throwing railroad ties on top of it. What's new with you, Kenny? Oh, nothing over here. Have you ridden your bicycle this week? Yeah, I ride once or twice a week still. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Last week, we didn't get to talk about your newest motorized bike. Yeah, so I have, right now in my stable, I have, on the mountain bike side of things, I have a Levo SL that I had last time that we all talked and I've had it for a year now, I think. And it's awesome. It really hasn't skipped a beat. It's a really good bicycle. Uh, it's an e-bike, which makes a lot of people sad, but it's a good bike. Uh, what else? I bought a Suron, which is a Chinese electric pit bike, essentially like a 110-sized motorcycle for those that are familiar with dirt bikes. And Can you I've put been, that a picture of you riding that on like Twitter or something, or send it to <laughs> us so we can put it on Instagram? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I've got something kicking around, but it's pretty fun, and it's just a fun project because there's a lot of aftermarket support for it and a lot of modifications you can do. So from the factory, it makes uh, it makes about five thousand watts of power, and it weighs a <laughs> hundred and hundred and ten pounds or something like that. So it weighs about what a pit bike weighs and it makes about the power of a pit bike or a 110 rather, but you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. It has a lot of mountain bike parts. So it's mountain bike suspension, like DH fork, um, a DH rear shock. It's a 10 and a half by three and a half stroke shock. So like very rare, like extraordinarily long shock, like very, I don't know what in the world bike would ever run it. Like uh, name brand can, stuff, or is it all, uh, I don't know, no, ten, or something? Ten and a half by three and a half is the longest that like RockShox slash Fox has ever built, but they're pretty rare. Um, so like you could order one from Fox probably, but you might not find yeah. one like in the catalog. Yeah, pretty much. So I've got a. Marzocchi Bomber 58, which is just the cheaper version of a Fox 40, essentially. I've got that on the way for it. I've got a Fox DHX2 coil rear shock on the way for it, but all that stuff's been backordered for a while. I ordered it probably three months ago, and I don't so think it gets here until it? October. Uh, you can ride it anywhere. It's also just a fun, just hop on it and ride. You know, it's not get all your gear on, you know, put it in the back of a truck, go drive somewhere. Uh, well, you live in great... Utah. You don't have to do that anyway. No, not really. 
and you can just rip around. There's stuff all near my house. You can just go rip up, you know, a gravel road pretty quick or whatever you want to do. Plus you can just ride it in the street and just do wheelies and just play around and it doesn't make any noise and you don't piss anybody off. So it's fun, but either way, I've got a new uh, battery and controller on the way for it. So it'll make about triple the horsepower when I'm done with it. So it should be it should be semi scary, which is what I'm going for. And how do you how do you spell the name of that? Uh, Sir S U R, Ron R O N, and they're pretty popular. Uh, you can go hop out there. Uh, Sam Pilgrim, who is a kind of downhill free ride BMX dirt jump like kind of do it all guy, uh, British fella. I see. And Sam Pilgrim is super entertaining to watch, and he has a Sir on or two. And he rips around on them a lot, and they're pretty entertaining. So if you want to watch somebody with a lot of bicycle skills, um, yeah, you should watch him rip it around. It's a pretty good time. So it has a throttle. Does that mean it'll just like melt the tire off if you try? Yeah, I mean, even in stock form, you can just do standing burnouts with it uh, for sure. I, I ripped through the yeah, I ripped through my first rear tire in about a day. Um, <laughs> Mostly just because it does burnouts, and then we had some beers, and then I did more burnouts, and then the tire was gone. <laughs> like, did you wear it out, or did it, like, pop? No, I didn't pop it. I just did a lot of burnouts. Ah, I had some left no in knobs. it. No, it didn't pop her. But anyway, when I'm all done, I'll give you guys some more information for those that are interested. But it's going to make a lot of power. It's just a lot smaller more nimble easier to ride easier to transport dirt bike but when i'm done with it it's going to be more like a full-size dirt bike so i've got full-size dirt bike wheels on it so an 18 rear 21 front um and it'll have a decent amount of power and all said and done it should be in like that 130 to 140 pound range up from 110 so it is getting a lot heavier but in this case for the good as much as i am a weight weenie this is all kind of stuff you need to do the wheels on it are not really if you're just going to go rip around the street and some gravel roads and fields and stuff the stock wheels are fine uh, but having the bigger overall diameter because from the factory they're od uh, the outer diameter is like 24 inch so they're pretty tiny like they really get stopped up on trails and it has the capability to go 60 miles an hour so <laughs> 60 miles an hour on like a uh, moto trail with 24 on inch a 26 wheels is, inch wheels yeah, 24s are i was making really like scary. more of a, like a bike joke like you can't go fast on small wheels like so <laughs> uh yeah so it'll have the equivalent of a it'll basically be a 26 rear and 27 five front at the end of the day but anyway got that oh, thing it's man. fun <clears throat> What's Can up? I tell you a, a trend in current bikes that I, I like find really annoying? Mullets. <laughs> Go for it. When people call a mullet bike the MX. Why do they I've call not heard that? that. Santa Cruz, all their new bikes, if they're sold in mullet form, like it would be a Nomad CC MX blah 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 which would mean like it's a nomad with a cc frame the mx refers to mullet setup because like on a dirt bike the front wheel's bigger than the rear wheel so Ugh. they've started calling mullet setup mx and it's like can no. you can you just not like like everyone knows what mullet is just call it a mullet like just call it a mullet 
It's really That's like weird. I've not heard that. Because it doesn't it doesn't have a motor. There's nothing motocross about it. Like I mean, they make some that have a motor. I mean, but the the Nomad isn't a motored bike. And I mean, they I'm not saying it's right. And don't don't bother emailing me and saying they don't make a Nomad MX. I don't care. I'm just saying like there are Santa Cruz models that come in MX. So it's really weird. I don't like it. I'm old and I don't like it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Pretty much. Um, Matt's just upset that they aren't saying mullet when he has a mullet. No, it has, I mean, that has nothing to do with it at all. None. Zero. But that's beside the point. Like 100% beside the point. Like I, I, I don't... Matt has does have a mullet now that gets... I don't know, it's probably a half inch below the collar of his shirt. Yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty good. It's getting there. It's a waterfall. Kentucky waterfall, man. Yeah. Bang hole. That Atoka waterfall. Much different than the Arkansas credit card. The Arkansas credit card is a piece of hose that you siphon gas with. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Kenny, but have you ever heard Arkansas credit card? No, that's the first time I've heard of it. That's pretty funny. That sounds like something that people in Atoka made up to make fun of people in Arkansas because they thought somehow they were less redneck than people in <laughs> and Arkansas. And I was about to say, it's very likely that someone with a Kentucky waterfall has used an Arkansas credit card before. <laughs> so I'm not like, I'm saying if one were like if there was a rash of like gas siphoning going on and like someone profiled me for it, I'd be like, yeah, like I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think like talking about your Suron and your Levo, like how long do you think it will be if ever before you have an acoustic bike again? Like, do you think maybe. you'll ever own like an Epic Evo? I mean, maybe I just, my my mountain bike does all the things that I wanted to do. I mean, I don't I don't race anymore, so nobody's going to be upset about that. It's it's kind of like when I went. I, I really enjoyed that single speed hardtail that I had. It's great bike. Learned a lot on it. Rode fast on it. But once I had a nice full suspension mountain bike with gears, I had both in the garage. I just never went for the other one. I never went for the single speed hardtail. I just didn't. And it's kind of the same way with the e-bike. Like my e-bike is so enjoyable to ride. It's not some big, heavy, clunky thing. It doesn't make a bunch of noise. Um, it, it makes, it's not like lurchy. It's, I mean, it makes the least amount of power that like an e-bike can come with essentially. And I'm perfectly happy with it. Like, it's awesome. It does all the things I wanted to do. I'm not scared to jump it or drop on it or do whatever. Um, I've actually got a set of road wheels for it, and I do road rides on it. And it's pretty entertaining. So, you know, when everybody wants to go do longer rides around Salt Lake and do a little bit of gravel, and usually people are going to be on drop bar bikes of some kind, usually not full-blown road bikes. Almost everybody these days is just on a gravel bike. Uh, but I can ride with all those guys and enjoy myself, and it's a lot of fun. So that makes sense. My, my road setup is pretty hilarious. It's those. Uh, it's the new specialized, like, 
$1,200 price point. Is that right? $1,300 price point. I can't remember, but they're new like entry level carbon mountain wheels that are 30 mil internal. Like the, the 350 of those. They're really good. I mean, for the money, damn, are those hard to beat? They've got uh, DT350 hubs, straight pull spokes. They are round, which is a bummer, but I mean, they got to hit a price point. I get it. And they're 1400 grams, 1450. I don't know. They're very light. I was extremely impressed. Um, but yeah, those are my, <laughs> those are my road wheels. And I got Man, some ride that. surly, surly extraterrestrial 2.5 semi slicks that are tubeless. And she rips. I didn't know Surly made tubeless tires. They just made tires that the, people set up tubeless. They do a couple <laughs> now, right? I I have no idea. I just searched everywhere for like a nice tubeless compatible high volume 29er that has like a little bit of negative tread. You know what I mean? Kind of like a, a Schwalbe Big Apple or a Supermoto. Right. <clears throat> and yeah. They're hard. They're hard to find. And Surly over like two point three, the they're really hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, I would have settled, I think, with some 2.3s, but even those are just not really a thing. But so that's why they something that big. I think they might. I'm not really sure. Maybe they're out of stock or something. And a lot of the no Supermotos and Big Apples are all uh, clincher only. Like, they're not tubeless rated, which is a bummer. But, yeah, to answer you your have question. Like the, you have, like, a, a dentist bike. Oh, yeah. But in, like, bike shop person form. Absolutely. I mean, it could not be more dentist bike. Yeah, it's there. It's more. There's more money in that bike than I should have in a bike. It's really dumb, but it's fun. And the problem is, once a, you, when you work at a bike you shop, get a, you just a know second too much. One. Get a second one and set it up with like drop bars. That's called this, a Creo. Whatever. <laughs> I yeah, mean, they, they make, make a Creo bike. I no, consider getting a, a Creo. Uh, but it's, you know, a Oh, Creo. that bike is, oh. Please, let's not talk about, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. I know what's about to happen. You're about to start discussing nope. this other e-bike, and we just don't need to go there. The let's... only thing I would say is the Creo is the only bike on the planet that I know of that has road boost. So 12 by 110 front, 12 by 148 rear. Yeah, that's a weird one, and that's stopped us up a couple times when people have wadded up wheels. It's really a pain in the ass. It's kind of kind of silly, but I did consider doing a Creo because it's like, yeah, why not? And you know, it's got resale. It's a complete bike. Like somebody's gonna want it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, me paying twelve hundred bucks for some wheels and a little bit for tires is way cheaper than like the crappiest Creo they make. That's you know, again, we're talking retail dollars here, which is who knows six grand or something. I don't know. There are a lot. So that's what I got. I have one bicycle and it can do two things. It can ride on the road and it can ride on the dirt. It can ride on the road. It can ride on the not road. You got it. But yeah, that's me. Just got my old Levo SL and I had just a stump jumper for two years. That was my only bike. It was fine. It also rode on the road. It, It handled, it handled the road. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's it. Nothing like super exciting. I haven't done any like amazing trips or new trails or anything. Done the usual St. George stuff. My collarbones all healed up and feeling pretty good. No issues there. Unfortunately, in my left, I have a left shoulder problem where I have a, a tendon that pops out of place. That's uh, pretty haven't annoying. Have you had that for a while? 
I have, yeah. I had it for 10 plus years from some motorcycle slash mountain bike crashes over the years. Yeah, I thought I remembered that in Memphis that you fucked yourself up a couple of times. Are yeah, you gonna it, have was to, like, pretty, fix that? it was pretty rare. Maybe, I don't know, if it happens all the time. Basically, it's never happened unless I've crashed. And, you know, if I, if I catch myself just right or do that kind of stuff, it, it'll pop out. So I just never really worried about it. But, uh, and I don't know if we did a show at this time, but I went down south with the Levo and I was doing some drops out there um, in, uh, what trail was it? Ooh, it's called Acid Drops, I think. I, I can't remember exactly where I was, but regardless, it's got some nice little drops, some like, you know, some one footers mixed in with like some six footers and you just, it's just fast and you just kind of like, you just dumb drop your bike off this stuff. And I went off one that was um, way bigger than I thought. And I did kind of a, a panic yank and it popped out in the air, which is, which was bad. So I didn't die. Thank God. I somehow landed with like both feet off the pedals and I, my uh, left arm was essentially paralyzed because like the tendon comes out. So you can't, uh, my arm just goes dead straight. Like it goes bolt straight and you can't like help it. Uh, it's really bizarre. It's where your bicep attaches to like your shoulder or something like that. I don't, I don't know all the details, but regardless, almost crashed, but didn't somehow. And uh, that's the first time that it's popped out without like an impact. So that was pretty unnerving, unfortunately. We'll see. That's fucked up. If, yeah, there's not much they can Probably do, do for some, it. Some, can you like, is there some PT stuff and strengthening that you could do? I've been told basically no. It, the problem is it doesn't have to do unlike a lot of stuff that you can kind of overcome with PT. The issue with this is that at some point you have torn, there's basically a little bit of soft tissue of some kind that basically, all right. So there's a channel in your bone somewhere yeah, in the shoulder yeah. area. I don't know exactly where. And that little tendon guy like rides in that little groove. And then there's yep. a little piece of soft tissue that goes over top of it. That kind of like keeps it in there. It's like a little saddle. Yeah. And I have ripped that off. And so now if I get it in a certain position, um, either from crashing right or from like yanking up, yeah, that thing pops off to the side and it goes instantaneous pain level 10 out of 10 and your arm is also paralyzed. Um, that is real fucked. Have you tried stapling yeah. it back in place? Well, you can. Uh, yeah, so the, I just <laughs> Yeah, so the two surgeries are that they just lop it off completely and uh, you're it's apparently some little connector guy that is not super necessary for your arm movement. I've been told that if you do like a traditional type curl, you would probably lose a quarter of your strength with that. Uh, and also your bicep will look funny. It will look uh, shorter because you're missing a, a connector piece of it essentially. So that's one thing is they can just lop that sucker right off. And the other one is they can attempt to put in hardware that goes up over top. But that doesn't have amazing success, apparently. So it's mm. really not a good prognosis either way. Well, that's some shit. Sounds like waiting for something better to come along is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, until it's like debilitating and it like pops out if I'm just doing everyday things. Like if I go to reach to open a door or something, it just pops out, then that's a problem. Uh, but for now, it's still pretty rare. And I've done a decent amount of riding on it since then, and it's been okay. So I, it was just... Again, I'm sure you've been in a situation where it was like, I thought I knew what I was getting into. You go off a drop 
and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> this is uh, this is bad news. Like, like if I roll off of this, uh, you will die. So I just like all wait back and just give it a panic yank, and it was that yanking motion that popped it out. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Give her the old panic yank. Just <laughs> <laughs> well. That's, that's the deal. a that's, bummer. That's that's me. Nothing super exciting. So, you know, I got some. I've uh, been riding the XR four hundred, the uh, actual motorcycle. Been doing some off road rides on that. It's been a lot of fun. So I may, I may go down a little deeper down that road and get a more modern, a little bit nicer bike because the XR is like a late nineties thing. I've always wanted an XR four hundred, and it's a great bike. But modern stuff is going to make ten more horsepower and weigh thirty pounds less. So there's basically no reason not to have nice stuff. And I figure I might as well get nice stuff now while I can semi-enjoy motorcycling and want to do that versus when I have even more injuries and get even older. So <laughs> might as yeah, well get nice stuff it. now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, would you keep the XR400 and like put like slick tires on it to commute around and like dink around on or not? I, I could. I don't really have a big reason to do that. Um, I've definitely, it's crossed my mind, but it's not actually street legal yet. It is kind of got all the pinnings to be street legal, but I haven't gotten it like to the DMV to do all the official jump around paperwork stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a kickstart only. Uh, it's, oh, that's not fun. Well, it's cool, but it's kind of also not cool. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's cool the first couple times like yeah i got a kickstart only motorcycle and then when you're really hot and it's hot and four strokes don't always like to start again when they're hot so that can be a pain or you've like tumped it over on the side of a hill or a mountain and you're trying to kick over a 280 pound motorcycle it's not a super good time but right and for those of you that don't remember all three of us are like not large humans like you know it's not like kenny's 6'2 250 pounds kenny's you're like what 5'10 150 at that maybe yeah pretty much when i'm a little fat i'm up to about 160 but yeah I, i'm very between 150 and 160 yeah i mean that's a like even my uh 450r or x is like 250 pounds and like honestly, I killed it the other day on a trail, and I was like, "Hmm. Well, I have to do this, and like, let me get everything just right, and then, oh, I'm gonna like, like I couldn't get my right foot off the ground yet, but I needed to have my right foot on the rear brake pedal, or you know, I guess yeah, that'd be a pedal, and so I had to just like front brake slide down the hill until I like, and like. I wasn't like out of control sliding. I was just like every time I wiggled it like scooched a little bit more. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I just looked behind me and I had to like slide backwards and hit a rock. And I'm like, okay, now I can get my foot on the brake. Now I can get like everything going. Now I can even e-start this and get going again. And then I promptly killed it because I'm a fucking schmuck. Where was that? (laughs) Up Sand Gulch? No, it's just on that little, the little connector trail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually like. I don't want to say it's gnarly, but it's... like if you descended on your bike, you'd like it's really short. Um, probably like three hundred and fifty yards, if even that. 
But like, if you descended on your bike, you'd be like, "Oh, that's that's a pretty, it's that's steep pretty, and pretty really steep loose. and loose." And there's like a lot of like baseball sized looseness on top of like garage floor sized slabs that are very steep, or like all that's intermixed. So, you know, you just find yourself like having to put your like, "I wish I were heavier" pants on sometimes. <laughs> So do you, apparently we're just talking about motorcycles and stuff this episode, but that's okay. I think there's probably a decent amount of interest slash crossover in, you know, motorcycles and lots of other motorsports and things with mountain bikers because, you know, thrill seeking well, and I'm such. Not, I'm not going to talk about motorcycles. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Matt, do you find, are you more confident because of your mountain bike skills descending like steep, gnarly stuff on the motorcycle because the motorcycle has such capable suspension and ridiculous head tube angles and is basically unendoable? Or are you actually more scared because you're so comfortable descending on a mountain bike versus a motorcycle? I'm going to answer that question. Definitely B for me. In positives, right? So I think when we talk about climbing, like semi-sketchy stuff, on the moto, I'm super confident because I understand, like, at this pace, I need to be looking this far up the trail. And I did get someone to help me with the moto uh, this earlier this year, like late spring, early summer. And it's running, like, no exaggeration better than ever. So the throttle response is greatly increased, meaning, like, in those little situations where you're like, I want to, like, I'm not saying I'm like Graham Jarvis, like wheeling into like boulder sized rocks and up and over them, but even stuff like there's a sidewalk sized lump or like, you know, four to five inch tall lump that I'm like approaching. I can now like actually blip the throttle and like not wheelie over it, but like the front tire doesn't have full weight when it hits it, you know, and I'm getting like really comfortable with that. I'm still struggling on the descending parts with how heavy the whole system is. So that's something that I'm kind of fighting is I don't feel comfortable going fast because I don't under I still haven't conceptualized how to get all that stuff stopped because, you know, it's hundreds of pounds more than my, like, let's say mountain bike system would be. So that I've been like really struggling to like learn how fast is too fast, like, et cetera, et cetera. So, because what's crazy to me is at the highest level, and people might get upset about this or whatever, but for the most part, blanket statement, at the highest level, it you can seems like you can descend stuff better on a moto, which is crazy. You know, the combination of ridiculously knobby tires, a lot of weight, really digging down, ridiculous head tube angles, the weight, all the stuff from what I've seen, like just you can get away with basically just sliding that heavy ass moto down a hill. Like it's crazy. Um, See, that's what I don't like about it is it's so, there's so much momentum and I'm not really good at using the rear brake. So if I start using my, if I need to use my rear brake and I start using it and I slide, it's like, holy fuck, I'm not panicky, but I, I don't feel like it's just something I'm not used to that I have to do a lot more of before I'm comfortable with it. Oh, it's, it's scary. Like you just have to let her rip. And I almost think, I mean, I think it might be a good skill that will actually surprisingly enough, the motorcycle thing transfer over to the 
like downhill sketchy mountain bike side of things where you just have to like let it go instead of like being unbelievably controlled and and breaking as much as you can it's like let the bike kind of ping pong a little bit like let let it slide a little bit yeah uh, anyway, yeah i'm cool I'm, with a mountain bike doing that because it weighs less <laughs> than i do anyway i right now i am in the boat of if i'm going down like the sketchiest trail that i would descend on my mountain bike i would probably not roll a moto down it that's that's where i'm at for sure and it should be the other way around that's what's weird is people that are experienced on moto are like, oh yeah, you just roll down that and you watch them do it. And you're like, holy crap, that looked so easy. And, <laughs> but, but, you know, conversely, they would probably never do that on a mountain bike. I say that again, blanket statement. There's amazingly skilled people out there, but I'm just trying to, you know, make a reference right. here where it should be easier on the moto, I think. And I just don't, it's tough. It's, it's a very scary thing. And, you know, the rear brake control and all that, but they make all kinds of cool you know, rear brake, hydro levers, and all that kind of jazz, and recluse clutches, and all the neato stuff you can get to help descend. Yeah, I've got the recluse clutch. Oh, sweet. I don't. I'd just be poor person along, like, my left forearm's just yoked at the end of every ride. <laughs> but when I get really scared on steep stuff right now, I will, like, straight up just kill my bike, and then it has a ton of engine braking. Oh, yeah. And and you can actually just that. use you can just use the clutch almost to, as a modified rear brake lever. <laughs> no, see, I guess like for my bike, I would just have to hold the kill switch down because it doesn't have like a key. So like, well, same here. My it motor- will start. It will start, but you basically just use the clutch enough where it's just about to kick over, and then you let back off again. I don't know. It works, nah, it's worked man. for me on like ultra sketchy shit that I'm scared of. I just like will drag ass the bike down with it off and just use the clutch and i guess that's like you know 15 years newer bike like my 05 like man you like bump the clutch out and she's just like like let's go fire pig and i'm like ah! <laughs> but enough about motorcycles what have you been doing andrea did you get a new rooster i got a new rooster what's his name amos uh famous amos no just amos uh, I think he's pretty famous. Well, actually, the lady did say that she had named him after a character in some sci-fi show, but I know nothing about any sorts of things on television, so I don't remember what it was. So you've got but, a you got a rooster lady. Well, so in the town of Salida, as in many cities, you cannot you can have chickens, but you cannot have a rooster. Because they wake your neighbors up at whatever time the sun comes up. They just start making noise. As soon as there's any light, they just are making noise. So you're not allowed to have a rooster in Salida. And this lady had, you know, purchased some day-old chicks somewhere, probably off the internet. And uh, this was supposed to be a hen, but turned out to be a rooster. And he is a Jersey Giant which is a very large rooster, and he's he's mostly grown now, and he is uh, very large and heavy. I think he's going to be a good replacement. I don't know. Did I ever talk about Leroy Jenkins, the rooster, on our path? Because I got him right about the the time that we stopped you should, recording. You should tell the Leroy story. Well, you should tell the Leroy story, and then you should talk about bikes. So this episode gets bookended like, I went bikepacking, 
we talk about electric <clears throat> and then non-electric motorcycles, and then we'll talk about chickens, and then you can talk about bikes. But okay. I have to get more lotion because my hands... Okay, I, I missed some sunscreen on a couple of key spots, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty toasty. Yeah, so I right before we recorded like one of the last episodes, I got a rooster from... It was just the local Facebook page. Someone's like, I have too many roosters and I'd like to get rid of one. And I was like, I need a rooster. Uh, so I got this rooster and he was wonderful. And I named him Leroy Jenkins because that's kind of how roosters operate. If you know uh, about the old internet meme about Leroy Jenkins. If you don't know it, you can look it up. But uh, unfortunately, he lived up to his name. When a bear broke into the chicken yard and he tried to fight the bear. So uh, Leroy Jenkins became bear food along with several meat chickens and it just, it was a bad scene. But anyway, we got an electric fence so the bear can't eat the chickens anymore. And now we have Amos the rooster who is a gigantic black cock. Iced. (laughs) I mean, I just had to put that in there. That's what he is. That's what she said. I just had to put that in there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I've got Amos now, and the hens seem to really like him. And while they run around and eat and peck and scratch, he's on the lookout, which is good. That's what you want. Uh, Most people don't really know the purpose of a rooster. I mean, for one, if you want fertile eggs, you get a rooster. But also, they are very protective, um, so, you know, some roosters are jerks to to humans. Like if humans go in and try to mess with the hens, the rooster will, or if you just generally walk near them, the rooster will come after you. Uh, fortunately, Amos is not like that. If he was the size he is and a mean rooster that it would be, uh, a little intimidating. Uh, so he's, you know, seems to be on the lookout all the time. I was watching them the other day and a vulture flew over. The chicken yard, which, you know, a vulture is not a danger to chickens as long as they're alive. And uh, he made some kind of a noise and just all he and all the hens ran inside the coop. So that's good. That means that he would probably do the same thing for a hawk. Hawks are just a little harder to see than vultures because they are uh, really well camouflaged. But anyway, so that's the rooster story. I went for a a couple of... No, last week I had done uh, the miner's loop which I don't think I really talked about it, but it doesn't matter. It's a That's an OHV route, kind of like an hour from where, I, where we live. Today I went and did the Mount Antero Loop, which is really cool. If you want to ride on a Jeep road up to 13,000 feet, you can do that. You can actually ride the Jeep road a lot higher than that to like the one mile or so hiking trail that takes you to the top of Mount Antero, which is over 14,000 feet. I didn't do that part today. I just did the loop kind of from the sat, like up to the saddle and down there's a trail called Little Browns Creek and there's hardly ever anyone on it. A few hikers every now and then, you know, you might see like some horse poop at the bottom, but they don't go very far up because it gets rocky. Yeah. And it's, it's a really awesome trail. If you're ever in the Salida area and you don't want to deal with all of the Monarch Crest, um, not necessarily crowded. I mean, I guess on the weekends, Monarch Crest is pretty crowded. But yeah, if you ever want just an off the beaten path loop, 
uh, check out my Strava and check out Little Browns Creek and Mount Intero. And yeah, it's it's a tough ride. The climb uh, takes more than two hours. It took me two hours, 15 minutes or so. And it's it's uh, got some hike-a-bike. But the Little Browns Creek Trail is really cool. And you drop from 13,000 feet down to about, I think it's around 9,000 feet. Maybe a little below that. So, fun ride. It's a good ride. Still riding the Spot Mayhem. My suspension is in rough shape right now because I'm trying to, I was trying to make it through the summer before I took the shock out and sent it off for a damper service. Right now it's making some squeaking noises, which I'm not quite sure what it is because I just did an air can service and that didn't seem to change the fact that it's making a squeaking noise. Kenny, have you ever heard... Yeah, have you ever heard a shock that makes like a rubbery squeak noise? Uh, every once in a while, it could be a number of things. I've seen just ultra, ultra dried out seals, but it sounds like you tackled that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's an eyelet bushing or something like that. Yeah, possibly. The thing is, it, it will do it when I first start riding, but after I go down any amount really of descending where it cycles it a lot, it stops making the noise until the next time I ride. Yeah, it makes me think it's a bushing. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Could be. I don't know if I've ever replaced those. Yeah, slap some new some new I guess bushings or whatever you got in there. Is it Fox or RockShock? Fox. Yeah, throw some new I guess stuff in there. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. I'll have to go to my local bike shop and see if they have any. Uh, we have uh, don't write? we have a ton of listener questions? I thought that's what we were supposed to do this whole episode. <laughs> Instead, we talked about <laughs> e-bikes, Motors. motorcycles, and chickens. So um, sorry, everybody. No. We've got uh, we got ten minutes. Let's do one listener question if we have one. You were the one that asked people to send questions, and I have no idea where you had them sent. I didn't ask people to send questions. I asked them for the worst um, bike parts. I. I don't have any questions. Oh, I thought oh. we I thought we had some for some reason. Mm, I don't think so. I don't have any yet. I do have something we could talk about. Is it bike related? It has to be bike related. Mm, maybe it's show related. Well, I mean, we can all we can also just yeah, we can wrap up the show with just letting people reminding people what's going on. You know oh, we how have we some are. Shout outs to give for uh... independent and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and with that, there was, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of a good word, like a $5 word for this. There's a uh, a voluminous list of new a Patreon, plethora? a plethora of new uh, Patreon supporters, and if you'd like, I'll go through them now very quickly. That means a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know why I still live here. <laughs> so, Ray, Jerome, Jen, David, Nick, Nate, Brady... Troy, Steven, Darone, Jeff, Guy. That's probably Darren. Darren, Darone. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's. I'm not confident. I, I feel like this is the substitute teacher sketch from Key and Peele. D E double R O N. If one of y'all says a funny ass name. Okay. Uh. So Guy, Tom, David, Russell, Will. Three letters. I don't know if that's someone's like. I think that's someone's initials. So I'm just Jed. Oh, good 
Good call. Uh, Frank, Jake, Reed, have you never Ross. Have you never read names before, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I did just now. Yeah. What's th- what's this name? Me Me K. It's it's Mike. <laughs> no, the problem I had with that one is I was looking at the the person used their three initials, and Andrea found their name from their email address, which is listed next to it. I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm not that to smart. me, it sounded like you were trying to pronounce Jed. <laughs> If it makes you sleep better tonight, knowing that I'm like potentially just a dumb bitch, that's fine. Um, but no, it was a a little a little oddness there. Um, so that's a lot of people. Where is the word getting out? That's crazy. Oh, uh, we recorded a show and then we made an Instagram post about it, and like each person told two friends, and then I don't know. Yeah. That reminds that's, me of that's really Instagram neat. show of tonight. Yeah, thank you, everybody. So you you guys did a show? We're not obviously talking about the show that we recorded previous to this, correct? No, yeah, we are. Like, we, as in the three of us, did a show. And then we made an Instagram post, like... Wait, are we talking about... I'm very confused yeah, now. Like, Sorry, listeners, no, I, if you're getting I dragged into a- this. But the show I that we recorded f- last week, I didn't even send you that <laughs> file. So how? No, no, no. 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 Like we Matt's had recorded a show. Are in the computer. <laughs> I put up a photo of us recording a show on Instagram, and people are like, "Yeah." Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I thought there was a show already released. I'm like, I, "How?" Well, Kenny, while you were sleeping, I snuck into your house. I put it onto a flash drive. I gave you a little peck on the forehead, and then I left. <laughs> kind of like the tooth fairy, but like the podcast fairy. Gotcha. So if you woke up and you had a rash on your forehead last week, that was from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's There was other stuff. Let's not talk about that on air. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, cool. Thank you, everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, and... Um, Anything else we need to cover, hopefully bike-related? We should probably uh, also instruct people on the new place to deposit questions. Uh, I think last week what happened was I did say, if you have any listener questions, email matt at justwritingalongshow.com. Awesome. Or Instagram, justwritingalongshow. But the thing is, we're backlogging episodes right now, so that has not gone out yet very Uh, true but i can i can put a post out on both instagram and twitter saying send us some listener questions let's do a favor and say it would be easier to keep track of questions in email and let's not put an email address on instagram and hope that it doesn't immediately get flooded with spam (laughs) that would be my uh we'll figure it out off air my request. That has that does it's definitely not a bike question is listening to or definitely not a bike conversation is listening to us talk about how we should get listener questions. Well then I'm gonna borrow one of Kenny's famous lines and say, Shut this bitch down. If there's no opposition, we'll do that now. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Riding Along show. There's some shit coming out of here.